The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the third chapter. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. John the Baptist seems to be speaking for all of us when he pushes back here on Jesus' request to be baptized. I need to be baptized by you, John says. And do you come to me? I think we can all understand John's reluctance. After all, he's the one that came proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. So why would Jesus want to be baptized? Is there something in his story that we don't know about through the Gospels? Did Jesus, in fact, really need to repent and be forgiven? For me, the best way to approach this mystery is to connect it with this time of the church year that we call the days after Epiphany. The word Epiphany is from a Greek word, epiphania, which just means revealing. And so in all of these stories that we hear during this season, we ask, what is Jesus revealing to us about God? When we talked about that at our Wednesday noon Bible study this last week, we landed on the word solidarity. And by that, we meant that Jesus in this story is revealing God's holy commitment to stand with us and to truly be one with us as human beings. It isn't like other stories of royalty who pretend to be peasants for a while in order to experience what life is like outside the palace. In this story, God is immersed fully in the waters of baptism with us, for better and for worse. When I consider the significance of that, my thoughts go back to Ash Wednesday of 2001, right before I came here to St. Mark's. It was around 11 o'clock in the morning, and as I was filling the baptismal bowl at Saren Lutheran Church in Hoquiam, the lamps above me started to swing. And having experienced more than a few earthquakes in California, I knew what was happening. And as I thought about where I should stand, I felt water splashing onto my feet. And I looked down and saw the water rolling around inside that baptismal bowl like the sea during a storm. Instead of the peaceful calm that I was used to seeing in that bowl, there was now trouble in the water. And that image has stuck with me 
not only as I think about the baptism of Jesus, but our own baptism. When Jesus asked to be baptized, he had to know that he was entering very troubled waters. Among the crowds that came out to John, there were countless people who were just struggling to stay alive in an unjust and violent world. There were people being crushed by the heavy hand of Roman colonial rule and by the systemic sins of a broken society. There were people, I'm sure, who were trapped in unhealthy relationships, people who were made aware every day of their vulnerability. Sickness and disease were constant threats in a world with little knowledge of how to diagnose and how to treat maladies. And the average human lifespan was less than half of what it is today. But in Jesus, God said, I choose to be one with all of you, no matter how troubled the waters are in any time and in any place. That kind of solidarity is evident in a remarkable work of art that I saw on a recent visit to France. It's an altarpiece painted by Matthias Grunwald. In the Middle Ages, during a time when the bubonic plague was sweeping across Europe, Grunwald knew that the altar that he was painting was going to be placed in a large open room in Eisenheim where plague victims were brought for treatment. So he used the occasion to make a very bold statement about Jesus. When you look closely at that altarpiece today, you can see that Jesus' whole body is covered with the sores associated with the bubonic plague. I cannot imagine what that was like for the plague victims to see the solidarity of Jesus portrayed in this way. But it had to be very moving for them and very comforting. The God they saw before them was not a God who was punishing them for their sin, which many may have said or thought, or a God who had left them to die alone. Instead, the God they saw was a God who was truly one with them, a word that had become not just any flesh, but their flesh. And the God they saw before them was the God embodied in these baptized followers of Jesus who took the risk every day to be physically present with them in their suffering. The common belief even among the brothers that cared for these sick ones was that contact with plague victims put you at great risk of being infected. And so it's no surprise that many people who had the plague really did die alone out of fear of others, feeling abandoned by their loved ones and even by God. But not those who were brought to that large open room in Eisenheim, which became like a new Jordan River. The waters were troubled indeed, but followers of Jesus waded in, just as he had done on that day when he came 
from Galilee to John to be baptized. In our Christian tradition, when we consider the gifts that flow to us from God, that holy commitment to solidarity stands as one of the greatest gifts of all. It not only meets us, I think, in our deepest place of longing, but it also gives us a way of living together in community that goes beyond all of the barriers that divide us as a human family. I like to imagine today that each of us is standing on the banks of a new Jordan River. And in the water, there are people like us who just need to know that they are not alone. There are people in the water struggling to just stay alive, still in an unjust and violent world. There are people caught in the currents of homelessness and hunger and in the fierce undertoes of racism and sexism and homophobia and bigotry. Even in the small circles of relationships that we are a part of, we know that there are people who are sick, people who are grieving, people who feel lonely and abandoned, people who are made aware every day of their vulnerability. The water is troubled, to be sure. And the choice that we have every day is to stay safely, safely on the banks of the river or to wade into it with Jesus. I will admit that there are strong voices within me that tell me to stay on the banks or at least to be cautious and never wade in too far. But then I see examples of people who are taking the risk. It might not be full immersion, but eating lunch every week with homeless children at DeLong School, or spending time with incarcerated women at the Correction Center in Purdy, or spending long hours at hospital bedsides, or listening generously to hurting people, speaking out at public rallies, learning new ways to honor and respect diversity. That is all wading in the water. And when I see you doing those things, it makes me want to go in deeper myself. And looking to the future, I'm thinking today about all of the ways that Pastor Hallie will wade in the water as she lives into her calling as a minister of word and sacrament. Her sermons will challenge and inspire. Her Bible teaching will open doors and invite renewal. Her leadership gifts will share will serve the mission of the church. But above all, I cannot think of a better description of pastoral ministry than wading in the water with God's people. Sometime it will be peaceful, and sometimes it will be rolling around like the water in that font on Ash Wednesday. And what's true for Pastor Hallie is true for every single one of us as we consider our own calling. All of us who are called and set apart in baptism. In our life together, 
We only go where God already is. There is no water deeper than God's love and no current stronger than God's desire to be one with us. That's the promise of the gospel that we claim for Pastor Hallie today and for every one of us who stand on the banks of the river. Amen. If you have prayer cards,